hello, hello and welcome back. I don't know if I should keep counting down these episodes because I've already lost count. I think we're at number four now. (laughs) I'm going to have to check. But welcome to this episode where I'm going to redefine morning routines, evening routines and daily rituals with you. I want to kind of debunk this idea that we need to have the perfect routines and rituals set up in our day in order to be successful and good and liked and spiritual and all these things, mostly because it's not true. It's just not true. It's not true. Um, While it can be really helpful to have certain things that you do to start and end your day, I don't think that they need to be rigid or set in stone. They're actually meant to be here to support you and to serve you, not to make you feel like if you don't accomplish them that you're failing or that you're not a good human or like there's something you have to take off your to-do list. I just think it's opposite of that. They're meant to be here to make your life better. And I know that there's like this big thing of people being like, Your morning routine is everything. And the thing is that it's really nice and easy to package up uh, what to do to start your day or to finish your day. Excuse me, I have a little bit of hiccups or something right now. And I keep like popping up. It's really easy to package that up and sell that idea, to sell that concept. But as fluid human beings, we don't have to buy into that concept. So here's what I want to say. 50% of the population needs structure, needs routine. They thrive off doing the same thing every single day. And of course, there's going to be adjustments and things change and move, but they really thrive, thrive off it. And you have to know what kind of person you are. You have to just be really honest with who you are and the best way to find out is to test it like give yourself a week of doing the same thing over and over and over again repetitively in the exactly same way see how that feels for you does that make you feel safe that does that make you feel energized that make you feel like you can um, connect with yourself and the day ahead better and that's the whole point like these routines are meant to help us reconnect with ourselves on a moment-to-moment basis so is that happening for you or test out not having a strict routine, but just knowing there's certain things that you, you do each day that set you up in a really good way that make you feel good and play with them. Choose different ones on different days. Experiment with what feels good and then see which, which way makes you, like, makes you feel like you're thriving the most. So the whole point of routines and rituals is to find a connection point to yourself, to your life, to bring awareness and intention in the way that you show up to life and that you do things. And so it's just really important to find things that make you feel good. And of course, we're going to experiment with what other people are doing because we learn from each other. This is how we figure out what works. But what I would love to encourage you to do more than that is to really tune into what feels right for you. I'm speaking to this topic because one of the things that I'm asked so often 
is what's your morning routine or what's your evening routine? I'm really happy to share that. But A, it changes all the time because I am the second half of people. I am a person who thrives from non-consistency. I'm like consistently inconsistent, which means that I have these things I like to do, but I like them to be different all the time. I thrive off things being different all the time, which means like what I do it changes, but how I show up to life doesn't. And I think that part of this like rigid approach and grasping onto morning and, and evening routines and rituals in general is kind of like an ego flex. It makes your ego feel good. It makes you feel like you're being a spiritual person when actually being a spiritual person has nothing to do with what you do. Being a spiritual person has to do with how you show up to life. And that means that you show up to life with ultimate presence, with integrity, with full awareness, with acceptance, with humility, with kindness, with a kind of universal love to yourself and others, with this graciousness, with acceptance. That's all it takes, which is not to say that it's small or easy. Being a genuinely spiritual person requires so, so much tenacity. It has nothing to do with your routines and rituals. They're just there to help you set up your day. They're just there to help you bring those elements to the forefront of your mind and practice them first with yourself before you go out into the world and then practice them there. So I'm going to share with you what I do. I kind of have a list of things that I know make me feel good when I do them consistently. That list of things is really simple. It's checking in with how I feel. So emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, physically, how do I feel? And really allowing that guidance to move me into my day. Like, okay, this is my energy. This is where I'm at. And this is how I want to meet myself. And that kind of lays the foundation for the day. And it might might mean that, you know, I feel really low energy. For example, at the moment, my period is due any day now, though I feel I'm feeling really high energy this this premenstrual phase for some reason I can't tell you why maybe it's because I've changed my diet and I'm eating a lot more iron and protein as you would have learned in in the last episode that I did um excuse you danger (laughs) um I don't know but I feel yeah I just feel so vibrantly good which is interesting and I'm grateful but you know I also noticed that my physical energy is a little bit different, so I might not be as strong. And so I meet myself there. I'm like, okay, how can I best support myself? How can I best meet myself where I'm at and adjust my expectations and what I require of myself to meet my needs? That's what that's about. And so... I feel like I've lost my thread of thought for just a moment. 
Yes. Okay. So I always start my, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what I was saying. I always start my day by checking in, like, where am I at? What am I feeling? And then it's about moving the body. And so sometimes it's like an hour of yoga because I really need to stretch out certain parts, or it could be 10, 15 minutes of just some stretches because that's what I need. And often, this is something I've been doing for almost a year now, I really like doing face yoga, like just six to 10 minutes. Usually it's about five different exercises that I like to do. And I don't do them every morning. I do them most mornings. But um, I just feel like when my face is engaged and it deep puffs, if my eyes get puffy from, from a night of sleep, sometimes that kind of stuff really helps. So that gets woven in. So it's movement of the body, movement of the face after checking in, hydrating. I always wake up thirsty and these days also breakfast and then it can be a combination of journaling or meditating or reading or just like writing a list or like whatever. It's almost like a form of morning pages, whatever needs to be dumped out of my brain so that I can feel free and open for the day ahead is what I need to do. That's kind of how that works for me. And so throughout the month and from day to day, it kind of varies. So this morning I woke up, heated up some bone broth that I'd made, did face yoga while I was drinking the bone broth, um, ate an apple, did my stretches and then I went for a walk for an hour because I just didn't have like that powerful energy that I might have on other days and that felt really good and I came back and pretty much dove straight into work because I had a few things I needed to get sorted before I started my day of private client calls. Uh, Two days ago it was quite different in that I didn't do face yoga, I thought about it, I didn't do it, I decided just do a tiny bit of stretching and then one of my favorite Tracy Anderson workouts, man, she, her workouts are so hard. I love them, but they really push me because I had more energy. And so that was where I could meet myself. I was like, yes, I have all this energy. I want to exert myself. I want to push myself and feel like I've really moved and and stretched. And that's the best way that I know how to take care of myself. I also have a real love for creating potions and elixirs and different kinds of drinks like I definitely have a drink thing I think I'm going to make a reel excuse me of all the different drinks I like to make but it's always like adaptogenics and matcha or like or cacao or sometimes coffee with with an egg yolk and sugar and like there's so many different things and that's always part of my day as well I really like bringing these different little rituals of making beverages that nourish me in like some magical kind of way into my day and that I do it because it makes me feel good because it brings me this moment of access to presence with myself where I can check in again like hey where am I am I showing up fully to my day am I being present with the things that I'm engaging in am I in alignment with what feels right? Do I need to move forward? Do I need to pull back? Like, am I still meeting my needs? Am I still meeting myself where I'm at? 
what needs to be adjusted. So these little rituals are there for us to have check-in points with ourselves. Yes, they're like gorgeous to do and like such sensual, beautiful experiences, but honestly, they're really moments for us to reconnect. Like, have I lost connection? Am I being present? Am I in my body? Am I flittering away somewhere? What am I avoiding? What am I stressing about? What am I um, not facing and not sitting with? Like, where can I shift and have more integrity, those kinds of things. So that's where um, all of these routines and rituals come in so beautifully. But again, it's, it doesn't matter what you do. It's about doing what feels good, doing what nourishes you, doing what sets you up in such a way that you feel connected. Um, I'm trying to think of what other rituals I have. I definitely have little like dance rituals that I do in between. Sometimes I feel like I just need to shake and energy off, especially in between clients or um, at the end of a long day. Like just having a shower, shower to me is one of the most profound rituals where I literally visualize the water washing all of the day or the drama or like whatever I've just experienced off my body, off my skin, down the drain and cleansing me physically and spiritually such a beautiful, beautiful, simple ritual that we can all do and slip in. So if that's all you can do, you wake up and you're busy and you need to run out the door, but you still always have a shower, make that shower that precious place where you reconnect with yourself and check in, like, what do I need? Yes, I need to run out the door, but my body or my energy levels are low and know that I'm not going to pump myself full of caffeine to override that. Instead, I'm going to meet myself there and go forth into my day as gently as I can. Do you notice the difference there between like, just do things because that's what you're supposed to do and intentionally doing things and meeting yourself where you're at? It doesn't mean you don't, that you give up your responsibilities. It just means that you adjust the way you approach them so that your needs are met, that you put yourself in the forefront of, how you show up because again it's about how you show up it's not about what you do it's about how you do it always 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 um and then in terms of bed routines I'd love to hear yours actually I'll do a little story um question after I uh, publish this podcast what kind of evening routines you have for me personally I've actually stopped watching Netflix and shows and things like that a while ago, I decided I wanted to spend a year just reading books because I never used to watch them a lot. I wasn't so, I've always been quite disconnected from popular culture. I definitely would watch a film if I was really drawn to it, if someone recommended it or sometimes a series, but I was never like one of those people who like watched all the shows or all the films. I would have no idea, but then we had this global panini and (laughs) there was so many less social activities to engage in and so I did get quite into you know I watch something almost every night which is fine but I just noticed that I was using watching tvs and films as a form of feeling connected to others and so while I was having these emotional experiences that we all do when we're following other people's stories and timelines and films and series. 
that make us feel like we're a part of their lives and make us feel connected. I also knew that wasn't real. Like I didn't know these people. They were characters in stories and that's great, you know, but it's not a replacement for real connection, which is what I, I for one, I'm definitely actually craving. And so I decided to replace films and videos and series with books and that's just I want to say that it doesn't mean like I have this strict rule I refuse to watch anything until the year is up like when I'm with friends or like if it just naturally happens I will watch something it's not like I have a strict rule but for me personally at home when I'm on my own like I don't even have access to it I mean I could I could just like restart my memberships and whatever but I'm just choosing not to and instead I'm reading books and so my evening routine is literally that it's like Usually I start reading like at 9.30 or something on the sofa and then I'll be like, okay, I'm starting to slowly feel ready, like feel like I'm ready to go to bed and so I'll go and brush my teeth and light candles in my bedroom and wash my face or shower if I haven't already get changed. And then like I love candles in the bedroom. I pretty much never turn on the light because... I find that the candlelight is just so soothing on the nervous system. I also stop drinking around 8 p.m. because, um, and I mean water or like any liquids because I just don't like putting any pressure on my bladder while I'm asleep. I hate waking up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet. It just annoys me so much because I love a long, deep sleep and I will do everything I can to protect that. So that includes not drinking liquids. So, but I will often have a herbal tea, like around seven thirty eight p.m. If I'm at home, um, yeah, and then I'll read for a while, turn on the candles, brush my teeth, wash my face, get changed, get into bed, and I always bring both my journal and the book that I'm reading into bed with me because I often just before sleep get these downloads or like. I have some stuff that I, I want to get off my chest and, I'll, and I want to be able to write it down without having to go and find my journal. So I bring both and then depending on how I feel, I either just keep reading or I journal or more often than not, I do both. And that's it. I start to just get this like tired, sleepy feeling and I blow, blow out my candles and go to sleep. Often I wake up with a book somewhere nearby. <laughs> Um, and that's it. And these are just things that help me connect to myself. But again, it's not always the same. And it's not about being rigid. It's about finding what works for you and then being open to adjustments and being open to learning and trying new things and applying different things and being willing to change with the seasons. You know, right now it's winter for me here. And so there is this sort of inner stillness and quietness and gentle um, retro... What's the word? Not reprieve. I'm trying to think of the word when you like pull back. I can't think of it, but I think I, you know what I mean. Um, oh, I wish I remember the word. <laughs> and... As the, as the weather gets warmer and the days get longer, that's all going to change. So, you know, I have these visions of maybe like running or walking to one of the beaches nearby, going for early morning swims. Right now I go for dips every now and then, but it's cold and it hurts and it's not like I don't love it, even though people tell me it's good for us, you know, 
still. I've done one a month so far. I did one in December. I did one in January. I think I'm going to do one tomorrow morning, a cold water dip. And then by March, hopefully it's warmer. I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, as the weather gets warmer and the days get longer, as I was saying, there's the way that I start my day is going to change. It might be that when it gets really, really hot, I just try and do a lot of work, as much work as I can first thing in the morning and then take care of all those other aspects of my body later on in the day because of the weather, you know, to adjust to my environment, to what's happening. And then when I'm traveling, like all of those things go out the window. But what remains is, am I hydrated? Have I moved my body? Am I connecting? Am I journaling? Am I finding those connection points throughout the day? And it doesn't matter whether it's morning or evening. All that matters is that I'm doing them. All that matters is that I'm showing up to myself and meeting myself where I'm at.